Hello, this is Omar from the Hardware Pod, and good morning, afternoon, night, evening, whenever you find a way to watch or listen to this. I'm back with Brock, and I'm sure if uh, you've been watching, if you watch our previous episode, or I guess episode after, you'll notice we recorded this on the same day, a literal change of hats for this one. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, Brock, I guess, uh, any anything anything to say to open this podcast? Yeah, no, no nothing crazy has happened between the last episode and this one. Not even my hat has changed. No, just it's always a joy to be able to speak with you and obviously your brand and your company and um, all your friends as well. It's been a great partnership, friendship, and I'm looking forward to talking about something that is dear to me as well, the Hula Bowl. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you and a lot of college football fans in general, not just Hawaii fans, are, you know, happy with the recent news that Hawaii is getting their stadium back. Of course, it's bittersweet as Aloha Stadium will be bit Aloha uh, ultimately, but it had it had its run, you know, very special place in college football. But Hawaii or new Aloha Stadium, right? It, it's it's, it's going to be called Aloha Stadium as, as well, right? Yeah, uh, just, yeah, new okay, Aloha. yeah. Like, it's like Yankee Stadium. It's new Aloha Stadium. Okay, okay, yeah, new Aloha Stadium. I, I mean, I saw the acronym was like NACID, so I was like, I didn't know what the E stood for, but uh, gotcha. Um, that's like new Aloha Stadium. I think I've heard the E is like development. I, I could be wrong on that. Okay. Don't don't quote me on that. It's like, okay, it makes sense. Like development. Yeah, I, I think it's entertainment. I think it's entertainment. I think it's new Aloha Stadium Entertainment District. Okay, because like oh, now yeah. I thought about like the whole. Yeah, area. that's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a nascent project. the The new Aloha Stadium will be opening. I think uh, I don't know if it'll be open by 2026 or they started construction in a couple years. I, I mix up the dates, but Hawaii will be out of Clarence T C Ching fairly soon. Uh, not that it's a bad venue, but it's a uh, it's a tight fit for an FBS program. So I guess opening thoughts about that, Brock, before we hop into the actual main uh, main discussion. Yeah, so obviously the new Aloha Stadium project has been a point of discussion for a lot of fans uh, ever since the closing of Aloha Stadium. Obviously, like I've said in other podcasts, I'm fortunate enough, I got to see the last game um, that had fans at Aloha Stadium, and that was the 2019 Hawaii Bowl, uh, where Hawaii absolutely smacked around Zach Wilson uh, on their way to a beautiful victory over the arch-rival BYU Cougars. Then, obviously, in 2020, they played there, but the pandemic restricted fans. Fun fact, they also beat my alma mater, UNLV, in the final game at Aloha Stadium. That stadium's been around for a long time. So many great memories, so many great victories. Um, the BYUs, obviously, finally beating them in 89, and then beating them again in 90, the night Ty Detmer won the Heisman, they are ranked number four in the nation. Right, Beating them in 2001, when they were ranked 12-0, and and we're going to the Holiday Bowl to finish off, the, our military bowl might have been, to kind of finish off that perfect season, getting smacked in Hawaii, 72-45. Um, obviously, the 07 season with undefeated um, before the Sugar Bowl, the 06 season where Colt Brennan um, set the record for most passing touchdowns of the season, where Timmy Chang set the record for most passing yards of all time, right? So many great memories for... UH fans, but at the same time, a lost stadium with also come out has cultural significance too. All the Hawaii State Championship games are there. I'm sure you've seen the pictures of when Kuhuku is in the championship game or semifinals, they pack the stadium, right? It's like it's like 50,000 people coming to see a state championship game, right? Like at, at 35,000 are minimal Red Raiders fans. Then you also have the fact that it hosted a bunch of different events, such as the Flight Football Championship. Great Aloha Run, um, 
concerts, various sporting events, rugby, soccer, so on and so forth. It's going to be really sad to see them close down the stadium. That's a stadium that I have a lot of personal connection to. Obviously, uh, my first UH game was watching them play UNLV back in 2014 when Marcus Kemp caught the game winner with no time left. Um, all the Hawaii Bulls I got an opportunity to go to and watch on TV. Um, see all my heroes just absolutely go out there and put their bodies on the line for the name on the front, right? Um, but at the same time, it's a new era. Aloha Stadium as a stadium is rubbish, right? It's, it's deteriorating from the outside, from the inside, from everywhere. The concession stands are from 1982 like, is the best way to put it. It's really old. It's, it's really the parking lot is a mess to get through after a game. It's, there's a whole bunch of different issues with it. Whereas new Aloha Stadiums, the development, there's going to be stores, there's going to be great parking, um, great things for the fans, so on and so forth. Very excited to see Hawaii transition to the new era, especially again in this new era of conference realignment. In terms of TC Chain Stadium, a lot of people love it and a lot of people don't. And the reason why is because it's our campus, the student section is finally filled, right? There's, um, there's just something special about it, especially when they upset Fresno State, who was ranked in the nation last season. On the other end, it's not sustainable at all. It can fit, I think, at most 12,000 people. That's not acceptable for an FBS stadium. And then also the hula bowl that we'll get talking to was at UCF last year. That's unacceptable. So personally, I'm looking forward to the new stadium when it finally comes. But I am grateful for having a facility like TC Chain in the interim. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And like you said, I think the key thing is not sustainable when it comes to Hawaii. Like it's a, it's a stopgap solution and it's great that Hawaii is having, is getting a new stadium, you know, for these events, I guess, to, I guess, to make, I guess, memories, you know, cause like Aloha stadium filled with memories. It, you know, I, I was, I was like watching, like you mentioned the 89 and 90 highlights where it's like, it's trash all over the field because it seemed like a party, you know, uh, for in those BYU games for sure. Something that, you know, should come back as well. Uh, along with Loja Stadium is the Hula Bowl. So the Hula Bowl recently, uh, it recently came back after a 12-year hiatus. Uh, the last game before it went on hiatus was in 2008 after the 2007 regular season. Goes on a hiatus until 2020. The At the end of the 2019 season, they played the game at Aloha Stadium. There was a very sparse crowd of the game. Uh, the game in, in 2020 and 2021, excuse me, after the 2020 season had no fans at all. And that is the last sporting event at Aloha Stadium ever. Uh, really a sad, I mean, really a sad um, end to the stadium that it wasn't with a, with a Hawaii game. Still a great, a great hula bowl, though. I mean, as it came down to the final couple minutes, I, I do remember watching it in my uh, my dorm room. But uh, the hula bowl since in 2022 moved to Orlando at, uh, at Bright House Network Stadium or whatever it's called now. I think it's a FBC Mortgage Stadium, a.k.a. the Bounce House, home of UCF, the Knights. So moved there for probably the foreseeable future. Now, for me, I thought the game could have stayed and could have stayed in Hawaii. Just looking at the attendance that it drew uh, in 2020 when fans were allowed for its return, it was about 5,000. This is, of course, before uh, the pandemic broke out. And then you look at this past year, a game that I was at. When I was at the game with uh, with Central Florida, the uh, at, sorry, at, uh, at UCF Stadium, the main, the main selling point was Mackenzie Milton's final college game, which I will say this. It's like women don't think men have emotions, you know, I got to say, seeing Mackenzie Milton try to lead the, I think it was the Aina team to uh to a final game winning drive, get them in a field goal position and throwing interception. 
I almost darn near cried. You know, that's that's a uh, that's that's up there among saddest among saddest uh, college football or sports moments in general, uh, along with uh, Derrick Rose's a uh, fifty point game, fifty point game after injury with uh, with the T Wolves. But that being said. Uh, Mackenzie Milne was the main was the main selling point, and it was quite obvious. He was on the cover of the program. Uh, a lot, of, I mean, the stadium was loud. Mackenzie Milne came on the field. That was the main selling point. But even then, the end zones had hardly anyone seated there, uh, and it was just really sparsely attended. So it just made me think that the game could have stayed at Ching, which I think the capacity of Ching right now is ten thousand, like you said. So, yeah, about ten thousand. So. Of course, I, I guess it's a slam dunk that the Hula Bowl would return to uh, Hawaii, or do you think that travel is, I guess, too much an obstacle for uh, for fans? Or I guess, or is it, or is the main problem, I guess, with bringing the Hula Bowl back to Hawaii? Is it just fan interest or local local fan interest? I mean, yeah. So, well, one, the Hula Bowl should never take place in the mainland. I, I want to make that very clear, right? It's the reason why it's called the Hula Bowl. Secondly, I just think that. How many people are going to want to show out for a postseason college football all-star game when you don't really have that connection to the players? For example, when Blake Gleason won MVP and when Nick Rolovich won MVP, the fans let it be known why they were there, right? Those four of the UH players. Um, I think, honestly, instead of TCG, I think they should take it back to War Memorial Stadium in uh, Maui um, for the meantime until Aloha Stadium is finished. And the reason why it's a bigger venue um, it's in Maui, so it's going to obviously draw more fans anyway because there's less things to do in Maui. Um, and lastly, I just think it'd be kind of a cool throwback to have this old stadium. It's not really in the mountains, but it's definitely up there, uh, if I remember correctly. Just kind of bringing all these great players there. Have, obviously, the training and the practices in Oahu. Fly them out so that you're not spending a bunch of money on the spare hotel rooms that are there. And just let them play ball in this really cool place. Um, that's my personal thing. Uh, there's no rhyme or logic behind it. I just think it would be kind of cool. And lastly, again, it needs to be Hawaii. There's there's no reason why a hula bowl should take place in Florida. Yeah, I totally agree. And they try they try to bring past elements of the hula bowl. I mean, like I said, Hawaii elements. I know. Uh, I think Eugene Ford was invited. A couple other Hawaii guys were invited to the game. It just wasn't the same. I know they had Vili Vili the Warrior come, and uh, you know, I was I was sitting in the end zone. When they started play, when he started playing the drums. I was like, and they put well when they played the drums and he was doing the doing the dance. I I thought it was amazing, but it just didn't feel right. So I, I mean, I agree. I, I had thought about, um, and I think I've written it and mentioned it before, I guess, uh, about the game being played at War Memorial Stadium, you know, in, in Maui. But that stadium is older, like you said. And with that comes, I guess, the cosmetic work to uh, have that stadium, I guess, be a thing. But, I mean, again, it's an all-star game. It's not well attended. I went to an all-star game, uh, the HBCU Pigskin Showdown, in uh, in in central South Central Alabama. The game was played in Marion. And it was played at at a high school venue. I mean, the quality of talent was great, but I mean, all star games. I don't think it requires as much of as much amenities, given it's a college football all star game. You know, as sad as it seems, you know, I'm a I'm a purist. I'm a I'm a classic type of guy who loves seeing who loves uh you know college all star games and and what they could be. Plus, uh, as any as any a uh, college football fan or diehards like ourselves, we just like remembering dudes. You know, like that's all it is. It's like see, just remembering dudes, like uh. Like when I was at the uh, when I went to the Tropical Bowl this year as well, and, and, and or also in Orlando, which was on the same day actually, quite convenient on the same day in Orlando um, as a Hula Bowl. 
seeing Drew Plitt sling the ball around. I'm like, man, I was like, I'm going to tell my kids I saw Drew Plitt who uh, played in the in the Arizona Bowl, Arizona Bowl MVP, 2020 Arizona Bowl MVP. You know, it's, you know, it's, it's cool. I'm seeing him right now. But yeah, that being said, I, I, I th- it's, it just feels wrong. The game's in Orlando and hopefully the game gets back to Hawaii. Um, I mean, I, I don't I don't think I think I, I think attendance will rise as well, you know, with this, I guess, return home and bringing back the Hawaii tie in as well. Um, but but we'll see for sure. I, I guess it, I guess I think it's a shame because you mentioned the whole Hawaii aspect. I don't think Cole McDonald got an invite to the 2020 uh, Hula Bowl or 2020. Yeah, 2020 Hula Bowl. And if he did, he declined it, which, you know, would be sad. But it's like it's like that. It's like if they didn't invite if the Hula Bowl didn't invite Cole McDonald, then they may just a very huge and grave mistake. Yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't know the details about that, but I do know he didn't play in it, um, which sucks because he is Hawaii's, like, second ever quarterback to be drafted in the NFL by, by the Titans. Um, first one since Colt Brennan. And he could sling it. Like, sometimes he'd sling it into triple coverage. That was the issue. But it was still fun to watch because you never knew what would happen next. He had a great Hawaii ball against BYU. He had a great senior, well, junior season played left early. Um, and I, so I think that they need to have at least one Hawaii player and then one Hawaii-born player um, in the hula bowl. Um, have them on opposite teams, one on Aino, one on Kai. That's all works out with me. But just because of the ties to Hawaii, right? Like, for example, like, um, I can't remember his first name, but uh, the linebacker from BYU, not BYU, from Boise, uh, Kaniho, right? Like, he could be, for example, on Ina, and then you can bring in the a quarterback or safety or somebody from Hawaii. Who's going to be, like, Dedrick Parsons, for example, who's a running back for Hawaii. I think he's has to leave after this year. He's, like, a super senior, right? He could be on one team, um, the guy could be on the other. And just kind of have them become not the team captain per se, but kind of the what's sorry, the front cover kind of guys, right? Just to kind of get that fan interest again. I mean, I remember seeing a picture of Blaine Gleason um, with uh, who was it? I think it was Dick Tomey on the field of Lost Stadium. They're all in their uh, lays, and obviously Gleason in his jersey and all that good stuff. And then you know who's next to him? Like Kenny Easley. Right, because Kenny Easley also won MVP on that day. So it, it's just like it would be just really fun to see Hawaii's top talent go against a top talent in the nation again, and what was supposed to be just a really fun experience for the fans and a really great opportunity for these players to kind of get more tape out there for the NFL. I that that's kind of what I miss is that local aspect of the local connections. You can put Vinny the Warrior in there. You can put the names Ina and Kai. You can put Mackenzie Milton on the cover, obviously for UCF, but also he's a Milani graduate. But if you don't have that fan connection, it just loses the luster, I would say, of, of being the hoolable. You know, something that is just a lot of people know about, a lot of people care about. Absolutely. And I think when you say that, the whole type of field thing, it's like, I think uh, if the Hula Bowl does come back to Hawaii, you know, just make it like a Pro Bowl of college football where you play it after the season, you know, or, I mean, sorry, not season, obviously it is after season, all-star game, but I mean like the last college football game of the season, well after all the other, um, all the other all-star games. I know, uh, I know watching the HBCU Legacy Bowl um, in New Orleans, that game just had like a nice vibe to it. You know, it's like the last college football game of the season. It's in a party city. It's a cel- It had a celebratory nature, you know, seeing, 
seeing those stars at HBCU programs play in the Big Easy, you know, on, on a nice day in New Orleans, you know, just a nice day in Hawaii, a nice, a nice closing celebration of the college football season that was, you know, and that's, that's, I think, what the whole, what the whole ball should be and can be at its highest potential. But yeah, like you said, it's, it's almost kind of nothing without, you know, this, uh, I mean, while it is a celebration of college football, it's a celebration of Hawaiian football at, you know, at its very best. So hopefully come uh, 2026 or whenever the stadium does get ready, that uh, the Hula Bowl is one of the first things to return because it's just simply not the same out there in Orlando, even though as Jackson, uh, as Jackson, you know, likes to say, Orlando is, you know, the most magical place on earth with uh, Disney World being there, you know, uh, Jackson being a huge Disney guy. <laughs> uh, yeah. I also think Anthony Richardson is a top five quarterback in college football, but that's beside the point. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, I just... He's yeah, he's a diehard Gears fan. But um, shout out to Jackson. Hope he's doing good. Um, I just Hawaii is the home of the Polynesian Football Hall of Fame, right? And the Hula Bowl should be the capstone event of the many sacrifices Polynesian players have made throughout the history of the game. The only bright side is per is that Hawaii, you really couldn't host the game there last season, obviously because of the stadium, but also. Hawaii is like the last nation in order in terms of restricting or lifting the restrictions of COVID restrictions, right? And for, for good reason, because if there's a pandemic in an island, it gets spread around quick due to population density and also the fact that no one's realistically leaving for other states. So they stay there. Um, again, a trivia population density. They're led by a guy named Rich Miano, who is a phenomenal, phenomenal guy. He is now a commentator for OC16 and UH football. He was a former, he's a former Hawaii DB, played 10 years in the NFL. Then he uh, came back to Hawaii as a coach, coached there from 99 to 2011. As a coach, he won like he won three WAC titles. He won three Hawaii Bowls, obviously a member of the team that went to the Sugar Bowl, so on and so forth. He was unceremoniously removed from UH when Norm Child came in and fired the entire staff. Um, a move that I still think was wrong till today. I want Miano as the next head coach. Obviously, the 80s thought they knew better than me. Turns out 12-year-old Brock was, you know, more intelligent than those guys. Not the point. Point is that after leaving, he goes to his old high school, Kaiser, wins a state championship over there. I could be wrong, but I think he also upset um, Kahuku one year. I could be I could be wrong about that, but I do, do know he did win a state championship. After that, obviously he's the director of the Hula Bowl. So no matter what happens, I do have great faith that he will do everything in his power to get the Hula Bowl back in Hawaii. And that's like the only thing I'm kind of holding on to when it comes to the game. Yeah, for sure. And I forgot about Rich Miano being on the, uh, sorry, I guess like board of directors, whatever it's called for the Hula Bowl, which, you know, absolutely he will, he will uh, make it happen. I do, I do believe he will. So I'm excited for the future, both the stadium, you know, it's a, uh, you know, it, it looks like a big time venue. It's, it looks state of the art. Um, you know, it just looks amazing. No offense to Clarence C.C. Ching. I mean, Hawaii should do uh, what they can to, to, uh, you know, maximize it, maximize the good feelings from this era. You know, it's a, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, it'll be a time that I think the, the program looks at with an air of uniqueness, honestly, but, uh, but yeah, so I'm, I'm excited for it. Hopefully the Hula Bowl returns and can be what it is. I mean, I, I will say I'm talking, I'm talking all this mess about the Hula Bowl, like being on the mainland, but I mean, I, I did benefit, 
to benefit from it. I flew, uh, I snuck out and uh, I, I snuck out on a weekend and, um, you know, booked a, a cheap spirit flight from uh, from Atlanta to Orlando and, you know, was able to see the Hula Bowl. So, I mean, you know, that that is a blessing indeed. But um, so so thanks. Thanks to Aloha Stadium for being condemned. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Th- thank you. You know what? I just want to give a great shout out to the Hawaii state government for being incompetent. Therefore, you know, for Omar could watch the Hula Bowl. <laughs> but, but real talk, though, um, they are incompetent. But that's political. That's for another time. I would like to add that the Hawaii State Senate once said they had $1.2 million in the bank waiting to pay out Todd Graham. Todd Graham left, never took that money. Where's the money at? Not important. Actually, it's very important, but that's a topic for another time. So I wanted to bring that up for uh, anyone that's watching. Secondly, is I don't want you to kind of completely get rid of TC Chain. Honestly, they kind of do like an Arkansas thing where you know how they play obviously all the games at Fayetteville and then they go down to Little Rock for one or two games a year. I think that'd be kind of cool. That way, it's really hard for students to get from the main campus to a law stadium, right? And that's that's part of the reason why those student sections haven't been filled that much. Whereas in the few opportunities they had in the season, because the first several games was empty um, because of COVID in 2021, they packed it. I mean, it was packed. So I think it would be kind of cool to have, obviously, the spring game still at TC Chain. I think it would be cool to have like one or two home games a year at TC Chain, just so that there's still that good student engagement, um, especially games that are not going to pack a lot of the fans. Like one of the maybe one of the early FBS matchups. Like Hawaii always plays a uh, uh, not a guaranteed win, but a closely guaranteed win. Like week three, week four into the season. Um, I, I hope that they can kind of still make use of TC Ching, especially since that still is their like main practice area as well. Yeah, for sure. You mentioned that the, the early FCS games. You know, uh, I don't. I mean, given like who they who they draw, like not huge fan bases. I know I think uh, this year is Duquesne. You know, Duquesne playing uh, Hawaii, a game like that for sure. Which I mean, a, a fun nugget. Um, I remember Phil Steele's college football preview always has the, the the most interesting like nuggets on some of these games. And they said that the game for Duquesne was their first matchup west of the west of the Rocky Mountains since 1948 when they went to Hawaii. So the, so what a what a trip that was. This party like it's 1948 if you're a Dukes fan for that 2018 yeah. game. So yeah, I mean, I, I I totally agree with that. You wait, know, wait, like, you... I guess like. No, what's up? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, bro. Go no, ahead, I was just were teams even flying like like on planes back in 1948 because like I'm, I'm just thinking like how how they even travel um trying to get to the I, obviously i know they got fly from the mainland to hawaii yeah. but like were they just take did they fly the whole way or did they take a train to california flying out like i just say imagine being a football player in 1948 traveling to this island that's not even like a state you know and then you have pads that don't protect you helmets that don't protect you all right. A coach that probably is 10 times harder than you than ever before. You're probably running like two days the day before a game just because you could. And then you got to you gotta travel all this all this way then to, to go to Hawaii, which I think they lost too. So imagine doing all that just to lose. Man, football back in the day was uh, it was a it was a trip to say the least. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I will say it wasn't against Hawaii. It was west of the Rockies. So it was, I think, against San Francisco. So even oh, then, like riding a cross-country train from Pittsburgh to San Francisco couldn't have been fun, honestly, yeah. um, you know, so. 
<laughs> so with that, so I mean, yeah, like just just, just a quick note there. But yeah, I mean, I, I think too with like the the I guess the size of fan bases of those FCS schools wouldn't be a high demand too. And there's already the perception that it's gonna be a blowout. Like in some cases, if it's a school like you know, Fordham, I guess how many uh how many Hawaii fans have heard of Fordham, you know, to say least. I mean, you know, or or even if they've heard of Fordham, like know about the history, you know, of the program with like Vince Lombardi and whatnot, or even like even then, even if maybe you're a football fan, the only thing you've heard about Fordham is uh, John Skelton, you know, Arizona Cardinals, great John Skelton. So, uh, wow, or Chase Edmonds. Sorry, I should have said Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds should have been the first person I thought of instead of John Skelton. I, I don't know why John, I defaulted to John Skelton, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess it's just, it's just every, every NFL fan, every guy NFL fan is hardwired to remember at least 10, 10 random backup quarterbacks. It's like you become an NFL fan. You just, you're just hardwired to remember them. So Oh yeah, I mean, as as a Chargers fan, having Philip as the incumbent for so many years, I had the great opportunity of watching the greatest carousel of backup quarterbacks ever: Billy Volek, uh, Clemson legend Charlie Whitehurst, um, Ke- Kellen Clemens one year, Geno Smith. Yeah, they signed Geno Smith on April Fools. It wasn't a joke, you know. <laughs> um, Drew Brees for a little bit, but that's a different story. Uh, so. Yeah, John Skelton. Good lord, that is just that is painful to think about. Yeah, so I guess with that, you know, we'll we'll leave uh, we'll leave uh, everyone to do their own backup quarterback research. Uh, there's a great channel I follow called Backup Quarterback Highlights, and it yeah, <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, backup quarterbacks—they become the best OCs in the in, in the NFL. Exactly. And uh, yeah, I guess that's a good, uh, a good note to, uh, to end on. Uh, Brock, do you have anything final to say? Yeah. Um, just want to say a shout out again to Rich Miano. I know he's doing great work um, as a commentator, which is working with Hawaii football. He, quite frankly, he got screwed in the coaching carousel search. He removed his name to join June Jones. Um, basically, it's kind of a sure thing that Jones is going to get hired when the whole thing happened. Um, I'm, not, I'm not here to talk about that whole issue. I'm just saying that he kind of got hosed on that again by the university. I really don't like the way University of Hawaii has treated him in the past. Um, he don't do a legend like that um, the way that they have. But he continues to fight the good fight. Uh, I can't wait to see what he does in the future with the Hula Bowl. I cannot wait for it to come back to Hawaii. And if I do have the opportunity, I would like to see a game live. Um, I just hope this Aloha Stadium project isn't like the Honolulu Rail project. And it's 20 years. Um, oh, gosh delayed you know so I, I do think that they will get on top of it I just can't wait to see what's happening I'm looking forward to this new era in both UH football and Hawaii football in general yeah for sure I mean I'm excited too and you know it'll be a long time coming getting a new stadium even if it's a few years down the road so with that everyone thanks for tuning in or listening and until next time everyone peace love and soul <laughs>